Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed welcome in to the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings <laughs> sportsbook use code dnvr when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts i'm your host rudo joined by jacques Fleurball. uh on the jacques Fleurball. <laughs> oh okay Got what it. the hell, man? <laughs> so bad with names that you can't even get this one that we've already previously established, correct? <laughs> I'm offended. Uh, AJ, you're a man of the sweet science, correct? Yes. Who you got? Fury or Wilder? Wilder. Okay. Wow. He's taking Wilder in Fury Wilder 3. We're having fight night down at the DNVR bar. So come on down. Come watch the yep. fights. Rudo and I are the undercard. Oh, God. I don't th- I don't think I win this fight. <laughs> don't <laughs> bet on me. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you step on my toe just the right way. <laughs> okay, good. So I have to cheat to win. Got it. <laughs> it's fine, man. It works. <laughs> just a little bit of ear biting. Nothing okay. special. All right. Don't threaten me with a good time now. <laughs> Either way, the entire card will be down at the DNVR bar. So come watch people beat the shit out of each other. It's or always try. a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Getting into today's show, the ads roster starting to take shape for real. It's very quickly took shape. Yeah. In the last 24 hours. Very yeah. quickly took uh, took shape. 
all of a sudden, there's not so many decisions to be made left on this roster. There still are a few. We'll definitely get into all of them. Uh, but uh, where where should we start? Should we start with the forwards or the defense? AJ? Goalies. Okay, well. That's Pavel gonna... Prensos placed on IR retroactive to October 5th. Yep. Jonas Johansson and Darcy Kemper will be your opening night tandem. And that's it. Yep, that's they're gonna be the tandem until Francois is healthy, barring further injury. The end. Done. On to defense, then. Woo. That was a lot of work. Yeah, let's call good, it a day. Good let's show. Go good let's show. Go we're out now. We're out of here. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Going to the bar. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about all of it. Um, I guess we can cover the cuts, which. The only official cuts were Kout and Bowers. Um, and Anisimov. It, that is true. Anisimov released from his PTO, no longer part of the organization. Kout and Bowers sent to the Colorado Eagles, but also... Expected. Yeah, not not hugely surprising there. Um, it's not like... They had good showings at times, but neither of them really balled out, particularly in preseason games. Mm-hmm. Um. And then also Jason was, Megna and Dennis Gilbert were waived. So tough, tough with Cout because the games that he played were Weren't not on TV yeah. televised. So we didn't even get to see it. Yeah. So it's it's hard to really make a significant assessment there. But that doesn't matter now. They're officially sent to the AHL. So. With that being said, as far as players in the AHL ahead of them, is it really just Jason Magna? Is Jason Magna even ahead of them getting waived today? I've said all along that I think Jason Magna is headed for captain of the Eagles. Yeah. A guy who spends the whole season down there really more than being a call-up. All right. Yeah. I I don't even know that Magna gets called up to be honest. Full with you. stop. Yeah. Um, I think Magna was Magna and Anisimov, like Evan said in our chat yesterday, good guys to have around to to send on the last road game of the preseason. Yeah. Very true. I, no argument there. Um, obviously, this pod has been pro cutting Anisimov for most of the preseason. So, for basically the entire time that he's been his, on it. Yeah, yeah. The, from, from the time his PTO got announced until today. Yep. So that one's not a huge surprise either. That's a guy who didn't look particularly like a good fit at very least. It it was the pace just wasn't there, man. He can't play. He could he just couldn't hang. Yep. It's pretty pretty simple and straightforward. But if we're operating under the assumption that Jason Megna being waived means he's going to be sent to the Eagles after the waiver period, that means the Avs roster is down to 13 forwards. Now, that doesn't mean that they are done. If they wanted to, this is a team that could run 12 forwards with no scratch forwards. Something they've done in the past. It's something yeah. they'll likely continue to do given their proximity to their AHL team, at least when both teams are at home. Yeah, and with uh, the Eagles not opening up and the Avs home for the first two games, 
I am still kind of expecting another forward cut. Um, but. but I like where do you sit? Like the reason that you do that is to send him down so that he plays games, right? With the Eagles not opening up. Well, they open on the fifteenth, right? So, um, yeah, but in so. Vegas is where it is. they open in Vegas on the fifteenth. I'm pretty confident. So, um, but with them, so with them, like I don't know that it makes as much sense for them to manipulate it that way. Yeah. And then the other question that I have is, what is happening with Taves? Uh, is he on IR or not? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to the defense in a minute because I think there's a little bit more of a conversation that one. I want to stick with the forwards here first. Yeah, because I, for me, I think these are your the, if these are your thirteen forwards, these are your thirteen forwards, and you can easily just have. You know, uh, Maltsev on uh, Maltsev on opening night with Newhook or Sampo. Yep. Uh, today at practice, they had Ranta, Newhook, and Jost on a line, and I thought, now that's a creative solution. <laughs> Certainly, interesting combination. I, I because it's listed as like a third line but you know that it would really get more like fourth, fourth line, line minutes yeah and it would be kind of like having two fourth lines because it's a work in progress to trusting that third line yeah. with two rookies on it yep um and then i think comfort probably takes over at 4c and maltsev ends up as your healthy scratch well and and just so we're clear here what we're staring down as, as the Evs 13 forwards is there are 11 guys you're assuming in the lineup and you're getting, well, 10 guys that you're assuming is in the lineup and you're getting mm-hmm. some sort of rotation of Newhook, Ranta, and Maltsev yep. as 11, 12, 13. Yep. And. But so... also, also, I don't think Logan O'Connor's place in the lineup. I think his place in the NHL. Is pretty is locked. locked in. Yeah, I don't think his place in the lineup is necessarily solidified. Sure, he needs to play better than what he's shown in the preseason. And again, it's tough, it's tough to drill the guy too much for last night, considering we didn't see it. But you look at the fancy stats, and the dude got caved in, and that's discouraging. It's. It also was a super unbalanced lineup, and there were a million things. But the conver- well, the conversation you're going into here is just one of no matter who ends up being the 13th forward, if there is a 13th forward, again, this could still be a situation where they cut someone and it becomes 12. But of the guys that are on the lineup right now in that 13th forward rotation, it's going to be exactly that, a rotation. You don't want yeah. any of these dudes to be you know, press box locked for too long. Right, and um, the other, and this is also where the AHL team, where the Eagles on any given day is going to matter. Yep. um, Because when the Avs go on a road trip, they no longer have the extra body, probably. Exactly. So, um, you know, the Eagles on the road to start the season, you know, they might just hang on to 13 guys and just say, okay, these are our 13 for the first two weeks of the season. We're going to figure it out. Yep. Um, and then after that, they might get a little more creative with it if they would if they would prefer. Yeah, but Eagles. I think 
yeah, the Eagles hold, really hold don't up. have a large homestand until middle of November. Um, they're yeah, they start the season on the road, the fifteenth and the seventeenth in Vegas. Then they're home for a couple of games in October twenty second, twenty third. Then they go okay, back on the road for the, the last week. week. That's yeah. the week the Avs are in the East Coast. Yeah, so they're they're mismatching schedules until the start of November. So it's harder for the, it's not impossible, but it's harder for the Avs to do the little back and forth games that they've done with the waiver exempt guys. And really, it gets a lot easier for them to start doing that halfway through November. The Avs come home for those Ottawa and Anaheim games, and the Eagles are home from mid-November all the way through to December 11th. And that's a that's a month of gameplay, of games being played in the NHL where you might feel differently. For sure. You probably feel differently about who's where in the uh, hierarchy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. About those guys. <laughs> um, just get deeper into the rabbit hole with this stuff. Uh, look, I liked the arsonist answer on Twitter the other night. All right. For the opposite of a plumber. Yeah. It's a good one. But, I didn't clarify uh, that I meant jobs because people were like clogger. Yeah, I'm like all right, well, clogger is clearly the correct answer. Well, yeah, but it's not a job. Like it's not a career. Neither is arsonist. Know? So, I, that's probably true. <laughs> I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to make money being an arsonist. So I don't know. <laughs> if you're an arsonist, your career very quickly becomes prisoner. I think. <laughs> Uh, anyway we continue to seek i did cole sent me a picture of joey chestnut this morning and said that was the he's the the opposite of a plumber no he's he's a garbage disposal all right he gets installed by a plumber that's how that works uh because that's the long lost evil brother of the Mario bros, the disowned brother of the Mario bros. You know what? <laughs> Go watch yesterday's the last 15 minutes of yesterday's Golly. show. And so, you'll find yeah. out all about it. Uh, That's why. <laughs> in any case, what? So you, you're shot in, it's not the dark. I don't want to say that, but your expectation for opening night right now is that, it could be Maltsev as the 13th. I, you know, it sucks because I think he's had a really good, I think he's had the most consistent preseason of all those guys. Mm-hmm. And so him being on the outside looking in sucks. But I think that, <laughs> I think that it's the likeliest outcome here because I think, I think it's pretty obvious that they want, they are looking for a place for Alex Newhook and Sampo Ranta to fit into their lineup. They're trying to figure this out. Yep. They've tried all types of different alignments and jobs and all this. And, you know, it sucks because it's come at the expense of JT Comfer, who, outside of getting crushed in the faceoff circle during the preseason, has actually been pretty decent. Scored a goal last night. I mean, he has allegedly. he has a handful of points, and his uh, fancy stats are, are solid. And so it's like, look, you're looking for a bounce back from this guy. Are you really going to put him on the fourth line center job to open the season? And like the one thing that that I have full confidence 
that JT Confer should not be doing. It's just playing center. I don't care what line it's on, but it's playing center. Yeah. Uh, I, the whole, I mean, if we, if we're diving into particularly practice today, it, to your point, the abs are really stretching. It feels like to fit these guys. Cause now you have Jost on the wing. Which they've done most of the preseason in order to have new hook at center because that's right. where they view him. And they understand if he's going to be in the NHL, he should do it at center to at least prepare him for his long-term future. And, and I think both of us are are perfectly happy with having mm-hmm. new hook as 3C. But the... I'm iffy on it. Okay. I mean, I'd like... Yes, I, I would rather have him as two left wing, but I, I, fine. I'll say I understand it. Okay. Uh, I, I understand the reasoning behind it, how I personally feel about it. I don't have a strong feeling. Right. Sure. Um, it's it's just a you have to make a decision and then I want them to stick to the one that they make. If he's a center, he's a center. Exactly. That's I don't want them to get a month into it and be like, boy, he's really not coming along. And now he's a wing. And then a, a guy gets hurt and they're like, well, now he's back at center. You know, like that's what I do not. Because that's what happened to Tyson Jost. And I think yeah. if you want to talk about anything that hurt Tyson Jost in his development more than and if you can just get over he left college too early, the number one thing that bothered me was that he just lacked a definitive role. Yeah. And Kicked so it was hard to the lineup for the entire first year he was here, right. basically. It it was hard for him to grow into anything in particular because he was all over the place. Um, so I think that, I think that this is, this, this is, that's what, that should be their warning sign, you know, to, to try and keep new hook with a consistent role. Whereas with Ranta, you're very comfortable playing Ranta. And I think we talked about this the other day, if, uh, of the guys that are going to, that could be on a fourth line, if they wanted, uh, it, it's easiest. There is for Ranta because he could he's gonna play yeah. the same style no matter what line right. or what role or anything. There is no he's gonna role be... fitting for him. Yeah. Yeah. He just skates <laughs> as fast as he can up and down the ice. He's gonna hit people, he's gonna be big, and he's gonna try and use his puck skill to score goals. There he doesn't have to worry about anything. Yep. There's none of the trying to make it work. He doesn't and defensively, he still sucks and he looks lost. There's still so much work to go there. That I'm surprised that the staff is like, we want this, but I am too. A little they bit. are making a cons a, 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 a considerable effort here this preseason to try and get a little bigger and a little more physical than they were last year, and they're doing it at the expense of. I think they're 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 polish their defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think defensively as a team, they're gonna really really struggle while they mess around with this stuff. I, I want to dive deeper into this, but we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can head on over there and use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. Bet just a single dollar on any NFL game and get $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So, look, it is theoretically possible that two NFL teams could tie 0-0. Zero to zero, But don't know that it's happened any time in the modern era. I, I believe in the Super Bowl era it has never happened. So... Yeah, go get $100 in free bets to mess around with on this no-brainer. Use that DNVR code when you sign up for a new account. You can also get it on the same game parlays, by the way. Having a lot of success Broncos games, just bet the under plus whichever team you think is going to win the game. Makes money. 
super easy. Uh, AJ, what we we were looking at some uh, some baseball same game parlays of like Scherzer strikeouts and mm-hmm. some other. I forget what else we were looking at. But. I made I made twelve dollars today betting on Tim Anderson to swing or to put the first pitch in play. There you go, easy money. So all you got to do is know some of the tendencies of these guys. You got to do a little bit of digging and you can actually make a little bit of cash uh, getting into getting into the, uh, the, bet, the yeah. yeah, some of the micro betting uh, in game. Um, certainly for baseball, it's actually pretty easy, but yeah, I imagine hockey is a total nightmare. Yeah, I mean, and like they, the, the pregame prop bets that are available in baseball actually yeah, blow me away. Some of those are out of control. Like <laughs> random hitter on one team versus random hitter on the other team who gets more hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and I were were trying to trying to figure out if uh, Corey Seager or Nolan Arenado was going to end up with more hits in the uh, the wild card game. It wasn't Arenado. So, yeah, it All was. Right. It was interesting. So yeah, go check out DraftKings Sportsbook and download their sportsbook app now. Again, be sure to use the DNVR promo code to get that one dollar bet to win a hundred bucks in free bets for a single point scored. Uh, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4, excuse me, 4700. Uh, then, you know, if you want a little extra cash in your pocket to go go gambling with, <laughs> go to Ball Corporation because they're hiring right now for their golden plant. You can text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com to get an application, fill it out, and they'll they'll hook you up. They're an awesome place to work for. Not only are they very resource management intensive, they even have a division of their company that monitors resources here on Earth, but they pay a living wage, they give good benefits, and they will even help you fill out your resume. They have classes that you can take if there's holes in it, especially with a lot of people having some time off over the last couple of years. Maybe there's something you're missing that uh, people want. They got you. They'll hook, hook you up. So check them out today. Again, jobs.ball.com to get an application and work for the Ball Corporation. Once you're working for them and you've wanted some money from DraftKings, well, now's a great time to go hang out at, down at the DNVR bar. Uh, I don't want to I, – I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Let's, let's, let's tease it like this. Do you guys remember – last week when we were like hey come hang out at the bar and then an abs player just randomly showed up yep well what if we told you that there was a thing coming up where we said come hang out at the bar but we know an abs player is showing up and then what if it was like five of them indeed but former players not current Indeed. No one currently on the abs, yeah. but some names Anyone. you'll know. Some folks you might have heard of. I wonder, would there be interest in people coming to hang out? Me too. So, all I'm saying is keep your eyes peeled over the weekend, and this is going to be uh, an event that is members only so if you're not a member 
at DNVR. Now is the time to get in on it. You can get the annual membership, which is a great deal just by itself, not only to get all of our content, get access to the DNVR lounge, you get the big beers at the bar, you get a hat and shirt that comes with the annual membership. You know, you know what we should, you know what we should get? What? Members only jackets. Oh, baby. Let's go. Good Lord. I feel like we're one step away from OnlyFans at that point. I mean, we all have feet. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, man. I'm pretty sure Pornhub will send a Letterman jacket to anyone who gets enough views on Pornhub. So. Look, we call it The Hub. <laughs> Amateur hour up in here. Yeah, so all I'm saying is keep your eyes peeled on the DNVR ads account over the next couple days. Uh, There might be, and if you are already a member and you have access to the Discord, then definitely definitely keep your eyes on the Discord. To be hanging out in there at some point today. You may or may not get first shot this evening. So we call them dibs. Super chat here. Thank you, MJ Seahawk. I have season tickets. I cannot make the game tomorrow. I'd rather give them away uh, to someone that can go and will. Yeah, sure. Shoot out a tweet at the DNVR Abs account. We'll we'll boost the signal for you. Yep. Or, I don't know. I I don't think YouTube has DM functions, so it's going to be hard for you to hook up with anyone in the chat. But uh, if you send a tweet our way, we'll retweet it. I'm sure someone will happily pick up those tickets. Definitely. Always happens. Yep. It always happens within minutes, too. Yeah, it's fast. It is fast. Uh, anyway, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I did want to dig into this situation, particularly the line we saw in practice today of Newhook, Ranta, and Jost. As you mentioned, look, you're going to live with whatever you get from Ranta in the defensive zone. So new hook is somewhere in between, you know, he's not a, he's not a close your eyes and pray in the defensive zone like Ranta is, but he's still a rookie. I've liked new hook way more than you have defensively. I'm not saying it's been terrible or anything, but I just don't think it's, I think it gets, I think it gets better the more he's in the NHL, but I don't think it's bad now. I don't think it's bad. What what worries me more about Newhook is that the offense isn't popping. Sure. Um, look, you and I watched him in the BCHL. We watched almost all of his college games. Yeah. Um, this was a dude that regularly was just blowing pucks by goaltenders. And so far, this entire preseason, even going into the rookie stuff, it's his playmaking has looked good. He's looked very, very creative, and he's the vision is way ahead of where I thought it would be. But the just stepping into a puck and just blowing one past a goaltender, it's not happening. And I'm and and I'm kind of just wondering, like, what's going on here? Like, he hit the post that one time. Sure. If he doesn't hit the post and he scores on that one, is How this much different? Do you feel about it? Yeah. Am I having this conversation out loud right now? I think I probably still am because it just has not. Well, it's just not a part of his game that we are accustomed to seeing that has not really popped yet. And that specifically with this line, I think the question is how much of Newhook's role is going to be 
the finisher because yes, you have Sampo Ranta who does have a very, very good shot, but Ranta is one of those players that often a lot of his goals are kind of self-created. Yeah. Uh, put his head down, go to the net or, or just picks his yeah. spot and fires. Well, and he's, he's an under, he's been an underrated pigeon in his career too, yep. where he just hangs Sticks out his big ass in front of the goal. <laughs> yeah. Sampo's got a big butt. <laughs> You know, like he he just clears out some space and fights for rebounds and and jams pucks home. That's not like finishing off of, you know, a, a great feed from a guy. Yeah. A lot of his goals, as you mentioned, a lot of his goals are him putting a head down, cutting to the net or finishing off rebounds in front of the net. You know, dirty goals, junk goals and not a, not a lot of. Oh, man. And, and with this current line, look, Joe's finishing or lack thereof is fairly well documented over the last handful of years. And you're also setting Joe's to be the defensive stalwart on this line, mm-hmm. given that even if you like Nuhuk's defense, look, there's a reason it's Joe's over there to keep things settled, right? Uh, so Nuhuk's going to have to be able to to be, I don't want to say a finisher, but certainly a trigger man on that line. Yeah. And it's interesting that that's the spot that they're putting him in five, six days, six, five days, five days from opening night where we haven't seen that much shooting from him this off season. Yeah. So I, I do wonder a little bit, we talked about, if you didn't watch our uh, second line season preview, where we were talking about Newhook as a potential second line left wing in that video, go check it mm-hmm. out. In that situation, we're talking about, look, Newhook's very likely a distributor if he's playing with someone like Andre Burakovsky and Nazem Kadri. Mm-hmm. But if he's not in that role, I don't know. I, I don't know. I would love to pick the Avs brain on where they see him. This this coming from the guy who thought Connor Bedard was a defenseman. Yikes. <laughs> uh, in any case. This got real. This got real dark. <laughs> I don't want to read this one out loud. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna not read that one. It's okay. Uh I li- I, I I enjoyed it. I'm just not gonna read it. Look, the funniest ones are the ones you can't say on YouTube. It's true. um it but in any case how the abs seem committed to new hook at center right can we agree on that yeah that's well i think that's what that's what we're looking at here is that they continue to try and find a job for him down the middle yep and that's that's i mean we just talked about it last segment that's my fear is that they dick him around because it doesn't go the way that they want it to right away and now, you know, now they get into the, okay, well, we've moved him once. Now, now, all right, now we've moved him so, seven times. So what's the solution? Let's say this is, this line starts out and it doesn't work out very well. Newhook's not finishing enough. What's the solution there to keeping Newhook at center? Is, can you put someone on his wings on a third, fourth, whatever line that can finish for him? I don't think so. Yeah, there's no one. There's none of their depth options have enough finishing. I not enough finishing that you're confident in. Sure. Because what would make you think what you know? 
honestly, your best answer there is probably Comfer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You're hoping for a bounce back shooting year from him, right? Yeah, definitely. Beyond that, you're kind of playing in the dark, right? Maybe you're yoloing Maltsev, but even then, you want to play Maltsev at center, probably. So, I mean, given what we've seen this preseason, why would you want Maltsev anywhere else? I, I hear you he's crushing the face off circle he's he's looking more and more comfortable is this in the in the pk in the pk job that he's they're trying to give to him right um i just i just think that okay (sighs) let me finish my thought and then i want to get into this yeah um i i just for me, I wanna I want to to give Mikhail Maltsev an opportunity to fail. And by that I mean I want to put him at 4C and I want to give him a month in the job. See I don't want to tinker, I don't want to rotate. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want any of that. They target him for this job for this job. He's getting better every day. I want to see it. what he's got. Yeah. I because they want they want bigger bodies that can that can skate and can fit their identity and can and can wreak a little bit of havoc. He's got to get better at wreaking havoc. He still plays too quiet of a game, but he's been effective. And I think that Maltsev is a guy who is really, he has really grown. And he had he had a camp that I was like, I am not okay with this. I did not like his training camp at all. And then he got into preseason games, and I was like, you know what? I like this way more. Well, and even, look, you can say he had a bad camp, but the trajectory of his offseason from day one of camp up through the preseason games has all been up. He's been getting better every single day. So it's so it's easy to see him getting more comfortable as the offseason has gone on and fitting well, in. You want to the one thing you want to see some finish here. Definitely. You want to see a little bit of skill. You want to see something where you're like, all right, this is not just meat and potatoes, but this is actually a little bit of flash. Maybe there you maybe know, you, you want to see a little shine on that play. Line, sure. Yeah. So and and not not even just to to to, to wonder, hey, how how fly uh, how high can this rocket fly? Not not even just that, but like you want a fourth line that can actually provide a little bit of danger to other teams. Yep. Not just create chances and make a team be like, ooh, good but thing you can't shoot. <laughs> but a one that actually like when they're giving up, you know, when that that line creates three scoring chances per game, that they might actually have a chance of finishing one of one or two of them along the way. Yep. You know, like I'm, I I, I am, I want to see what's up with Maltsev because I think he is physically there. He's got the most experience of these guys. I think he has. I think he has more NHL games played than Logan O'Connor does. Uh, they're right around that 30. I think Maltsev is 33 and O'Connor is like 25 or something. So, and so that's where, that's where I also, oh, O'Connor actually, he has 43. Oh, okay. More than I thought. Yeah. Same. I I forgot about some of those. Yep. Um, that he had, he got a handful of games three years ago that I just completely blocked out. Yep. Uh, anyway. But they're all right in that same range of games play where where they're all under 50 and they're all like trying to figure it all out together. Yep. And I wonder like if you wanted a third line or a fourth line that could really 
actually do a little bit of offensive damage. What about Ranta, Maltev, and Helm? You know, and I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be a really interesting year for the fourth line because last year the fourth line skill level was pretty hard capped. Yep. Um, where you know Belmar and Calvert, like those guys were great at what they did, but you knew where their limitations were. And so how close how how closely can they replicate the these guys are great at what they did part, you know? And then actually when you're swapping in and out some of these guys who I would say are are all more skilled players than Pierre Edward Belmar. Yeah. I would say all of them probably are. Even and now. How many of the but but how much more offense does that turn into across 82 games? How much how much more dangerous are they on a nightly basis? Like you're not expecting them to score every night. I, I wouldn't even say you're expecting that line to score once a week. But you do want them to be dangerous. You do want them to actually put a little fear in the other team. And so I wonder if they're going to. I I, I, mean, I wonder uh, if they're going to uh, be able to use this these these young guys, not just you know, Newhook uh, and Ranta, but also a Comfer and a Jost, to kind of create a bottom six that actually has a dynamic element to it. It's uh, the feeling you want out of this, right? Is Holmes can skate; he'll be fine. Inevitably, when some of these fourth line guys are either moved up the lineup or it's one of those games where Bednar decides to use his fourth line as his third line. Yeah. That not only do they not look out of place, but they still look like a third line, a, a, a line yeah. that is capable of producing offense yeah. instead of being a very limited role line. And I guess the X factor here is probably Val Nachushkin because we're. He's currently in the top six, and I think we're both we're all expecting just waiting that. for that to yeah. end. Yeah, <laughs> we're not expecting that to be a long-term solution there. Yeah, uh, and if it is, then they are definitely not re-signing him. Yep. Um, but if it, once once he you know if he comes back down into the bottom six, then you have a shakeup of the makeup. Yeah, of those lines. Yeah, he has. He adds. He adds a totally different element of like he drives the crap out of some play, but he's also gonna boof a lot of scoring chances for you. Yeah, but he drives the crap out of play, and he's awesome defensively. Yep. So, you know, it, it's this. It's almost like a race between New Hook and Ranta and to I guess Maltev as well to see who can who can develop faster in a given role. Because the guy that struggles is the guy that they either move back down to Loveland or is the guy that they, you know, has as the have as the healthy scratch. The yeah. guy who figures out the quickest in a role becomes the hardest Who's one to take stick. out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gets harder. It's you're you're putting them in there, and you're just seeing where. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> where do these guys all go? You know, where do they all fit? How do yep. they all fit together? Well, and, um, and look as as we've seen in years past when Nuke first joined the Avalanche, right? It it wasn't clear where he was going to be in the lineup, and all of a sudden, Nuke and Joe found a little something that worked together. And yeah, it's it, randomly like yeah. I mean, 
Last year, we didn't go into the season talking about Tyson Jost and Val Machushkin as something that was going to work together. And then they got put together, and all of a sudden, other teams just stopped having the puck. <laughs> it was like, well, this is weird. <laughs> Do they know that they're allowed to still possess the puck? Like, has somebody told them? No. Somebody forgot to tell other teams that when Jost and Nuke were on the ice together that they were also allowed to have it. So I would I would expect quite a bit of experimentation through the first 10 games of the season for the Avs and just trying to find a little spark, see who starts connecting together in, yeah. in proper NHL games. Because, look, you take whatever you want from the preseason, it's still preseason, right? Yeah, absolutely. So and I was I, I was saying yesterday that the preseason, every year during the preseason, I say this shit is meaningless. Yep. And it's especially true for veteran players and young players who already know that they're not making the team. Like a guy like Oscar Olausen, who knew he was going yep. back to the OHL no matter what. Like, did that little nice little run that he have? Was it was it awesome? Did it get him going and feeling better about life? Most definitely. How meaningful was that in the long run? I don't think it's gonna be that I don't think it's gonna matter that much. I don't think we're ever gonna look back and be like this was the week that changed Oscar Olausen's career. You know, like there's so much to go. It, so it, I just don't want to assign too much meaning to what's happened here. Unless your name is Sampo Ranta. How much did this preseason really change for anybody? I don't know. Yeah. And, and even in Ranta's case, it's clear that that was a dude that they had targeted as potential opportunity coming into this preseason. I mean, they gave him playoff games. Like they yeah. were like, Hey man, we absolutely believe that this North South game of yours is something that we need and we can make work. Yep. It's just a matter of him figuring it out. And can he work? Can he work on his defense and get his defense to a passable level? Because I think right now I would still give it an F. It's awful. It's awful. His yep. his his defense is worse than tofu hot dogs. Yikes. Not to say that tofu, tofu hot dogs play any defense. They're just, that's the most disgusting sounding thing that I've heard since somebody talked to me about pickles earlier today. <laughs> what? I didn't even know tofu hot dogs were a thing. I'm not going to I don't know that they are. <laughs> okay. But I would absolutely believe it because all kinds of nastiness has taken over. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Fair I enough. mean, Whole Foods exists, bro. Just what? go in there, and it'll just change your whole world perspective on what people consider as food. <laughs> it had AJ. Have you had any of the hot dogs at the bar yet? I haven't gotten to them yet. I'm like nope. still working my way through the menu. I would like to. I would like to at some point, but the I have like Caesar salad's one of my favorite food, and I still haven't even gotten to that bad boy. There's so much. Mostly because it's like, misspelled on the menu and it hurts my heart. <laughs> well, can't win them all, I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm look. Jesus Christ. No. God, this chat is so disgusting right now. I want to ban all of you. <laughs> well, chat knows what's what's coming, right? All right. We're talking about pickles and hot dogs and, you know. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? These are totally things that you can top on pizza. Uh, I, 
Dude. I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it for AJ on the pickles, but the hot dogs sound like delicious on pizza. On pizza? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a, a hot dog on a grilled cheese recently. Yeah, and you said it was unbelievable. And at the at the bar actually, and it was it was incredibly tasty, honestly. I had no expectations for it. Uh, but it was it was delicious. Yeah, it so it, look, I don't I'm not saying go out and put these things on your pizza, but go on over to Sexy Pizza and get yourself some delicious pizza. You can also get Sexy Pizza at our uh, our Broncos tailgates. So mm-hmm. be sure to do that. Be uh be part of the Broncos watch party down at the bar at 11 a.m. this weekend as well. Go have a fun time there. Uh, Sexy Pizza is has been approved by everyone from the East Coast at this country. So I think we're good. It's also been approved from the guy from Italy at this country or at this company rather. Uh, so I think the pizza is good at sexy pizza We're we're we have you covered on the, the most delicious pizza you can, uh, you can get here in Colorado. I, I, I would just like to add, he's not making a pass at the pizza. It's actually called Sexy Pizza. Yeah, no, the company, the, the place I is want called to, Sexy Pizza. <laughs> I just I just want to clarify, Rudo is not hitting on the pizza itself. He's just telling you to go hit it up. Now. I like that big moose. Thank you. Yeah, I think a, that's a such a good it's funny because like that shirt came out uh, a while ago, mm-hmm. and I kind of forget that some of the some of our awesome shirts from the past exist. Yeah, but I think that that had such a such a quality shirt, man. All right, AJ, if you had to call a region of the human body the pizza, what region would you call it? No, dude, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't call any region of the human body the pizza the pizza i would not i would not equate any region (laughs) of the human body with any food of any kind all right what about a sexy pizza slice no (laughs) all right well aj is not willing to say it but i'm not i'm i'm trying to bail you out of this obviously the correct answer is the v region of the human body all right you know, and you're not you're not all the way down to the junk, but you have the V region. I can't really show it. I don't want to show it on YouTube because we might get banned. Uh, but if you want to make your pizza region sexy, doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, Manscaped has you covered with the tools you need to make sure that there's no hair on your pizza. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So head on over to Manscaped. Use code DNVR20. To get 20% off. No, it's just code DNVR. Sorry, no 20. Just code DNVR. <laughs> Dude, I would absolutely do dirty things to sexy pizza, all right? That's a whole other conversation. But use code DNVR. Get the perfect package 4.0. Get free shipping. Manscaped, they got you. Covered top to bottom. Uh, <laughs> sexy pizza and keep your pizza sexy, all right? They go together hand in hand. I don't know where Allie is right now, but wherever she is, she just yep. face palmed. Yep. Just instinctively. <laughs> I hope she's mid-meeting and she just face palmed. Could just feel it. Uh, all right. A third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Do we want to wrap up this for a conversation? Is is there anything else you wanted to, to get I, to on it, AJ? I wish some of these defensemen could have defended me from having to listen to that ridiculous ad transition. <laughs> I do Unfortunately, want to if it was Curtis McDermott, you would have just blown right past him and he wouldn't have known what happened to him. Well, I, I do want to talk about the defense because uh, there is some questions here. Obviously, Dennis Gilbert waived, so he's not expected to really be part of this conversation anymore but the Avs do still have one or two cuts maybe even three cuts to make on the defensive side there are some decisions to make here you mentioned Devon Taves as of right now they have not put him on IR which means he's going to take up a roster spot if that continues yeah so the math yep 10 defensemen okay there are 10 defensemen Assuming that Gilbert is uh, clears waivers and is sent to the Eagles. Right. They are at 10 defensemen. Devon Taves being hurt means that there are the five of the top six that we fully expect. Yep. Okay. And then there are four other guys. Jack Johnson, Justin Barron, mm-hmm. Curtis McDermott, Jacob mm-hmm. McDonald. Boom. So... The important thing here, if uh, so, they have to get to 23, at least to 23. Yep. For the time being, we're going to assume while we do this, this math, we're going to just assume they keep 13 forwards like a normal NHL team. Yep. So they can carry eight defensemen total. So that's two cuts, min two cuts or Taze on IR and a cut. That's it. That's it. That's the thing. If Taze is on IR, one cut. If he's not on IR, two cuts. Yep. So, um, Justin Barron, waiver exempt, obviously, <laughs> given that this is the first year of his yeah. ELC. It, I mean, the Justin Barron conversation is very interesting for a couple of reasons, but just for clarity, he was in a no-contact sweater today. I don't think that was accurate well was it not yeah okay well i don't think it particularly matters because baron is another one of those guys just like ranta where it sure seems like the ads are looking for a reason to play that dude yeah i mean this is also we've seen this right this this yep. happened with connor timmons remember his first training camp too yep. he's still he's he stayed the entire time and then you remember after he got healthy, he made the team and played two whole games, and then they were like, okay, you gotta go. Which, <laughs> what the f- was that? <laughs> so, yes, Kale McCarr it has been pretty much healthy this entire yep. uh, preseason, which is why we just have not talked about it. Yeah, it hasn't been serious at yeah. all. Yep. So... Um, but I would I I I think Baron is the hard one here because I think we would agree he's got to go back. I would send him to the AHL for sure. It's just defensively, he's just gotten ripped up a lot, mm-hmm. and it just looks like hey, there's work to do here. They don't need to do this for right now. But the other side of this, and this is the, the part of the conversation that we have not had all preseason, okay? They have an idea of how long Taves is out. What if it's just this first week? 
It's Chicago and St. Louis. And you just and they Barron for three games. And they, deal give, with it. Yeah. they give Barron just a couple of NHL games. Knowing that after these games, like they're probably going to send him back and they'll probably let him you know, go down to the Eagles and do his thing. But is there is there any harm giving him just a couple of games here and giving them, as Kevin mentions, the left hand, right hand, all down the, all the way down. So they go, they go Gerard Johnson, Murray McCarr, and then Byron Barrett. Would I, you, would you go with, with two it. rookies? I, I mean, I, I'd be fine with it. I just, I wouldn't have a whole lot of expectations. Um, And I, I do wonder how hard does it get to manage this roster if all of a sudden you're trying to work this rookie pairing in and uh, and a line of Ranta and Newhook, and also all of a sudden you're playing four out of five NHL rookies for a shift? Do things get a little crazy at that point? So what you're worried about is the face-off where yeah. they've got Ranta, Newhook, Jost, Byram, and Barron on the back end. Yeah. And you're like, huh. This, this this was a lineup in the rookie tournament yeah, a month ago. Exactly. And now we're doing this in a game that counts for points. Yeah, a little concerning. Huh. <laughs> Doesn't seem great. Well, it should sure put a dagger in the narrative that they don't play young guys if they were to do that. <laughs> they would definitely do that. It would. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point. And but you could also like I like I just threw those pairings together, right? You could easily do Byram and Makar and then Murray and Barron. You could mix them differently, no doubt. My my follow-up question there would be twofold. One, what happened that made them give up on Curtis McDermott? Was his play actually that bad in the eyes of the organization that they're willing to give Baron that first crack? And two, why is Jack Johnson still here if that's the plan? Yeah, well, we don't know where Jack Johnson will be on opening night, sure. right? Because he still has to he is he still has to sign the contract. He still has to get a contract from the organization. That is true. Um, so, like, there's still, like, one obvious step here where if that thing doesn't happen, but, he's not part of the roster math anymore. But, it, look, I think it says something that they cut Anisimov today and not Jack Johnson. Yeah, well, I also think that the depth of that position is... Two different conversations, sure. Yeah. Justin Barron is in BFFs with Matt Steinberg. His brother is. <laughs> um yeah no matt steinberg and morgan baron are best yeah. friends he that's why he went to uh cornell as he followed that's morgan why he baron, went yeah. to the prep school that they yep. drafted him out of too yep he just was like i'm gonna be morgan baron <laughs> so still waiting on that yeah, hope, hope, hope he's okay wherever he is. He's, he's a good. Matt Steinberg kind of just like fell off the planet yeah, last he, year. He broke his leg last year, and then by the time he was healthy, every hockey league in the world was like, "Yeah, we're not doing anything." Yeah. Um. So, like, just quick shout out, uh, Matt Steinberg, wherever you are, dude. I hope you're okay. 
get out there and go back to running people over and then score some dope goals, please. There you go. Um, okay, so back to this. No, I it's really tough because like Jacob McDonald was good for this organization last year. Yep. But he's he been was. shitty in the preseason. I, I based on preseason, if you're only looking at that, you can't start Jacob McDonald. It's in in like it also hurts him that he the more he played last year, the worse it got. Yeah. Well, the more trust he lost. Yeah. Like it 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 went up 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 up. Yeah. It was like it was like watching the value of Bitcoin, dude. Like it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> it I mean and it's one of those things, right? Where the the shine has come off of Jacob McDonald a little bit in, in the organization and certainly in the fan base because those first 10, 15 games every night it was like, What crazy nonsense is Jacob McDonald gonna do today? Yeah. And now it's it's starting to fall into the category of like, oh god, he's doing it again. Yeah, where it was like, oh, here we go. I uh, I don't remember what I referred to him as in my story today that I wrote about the roster, but it was accurate. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I um, I, we're gonna have to hear this one. Yeah, I said. McDonald is the same chaos-wielding sorcerer from last year that constantly shoots, flies up the ice with reckless abandon, and doesn't seem to worry about his defensive responsibilities too much. He's 10 tons of fun, but might be a little too stressful for the coaching staff's liking. All right. Chaos-wielding sorcerer. Let's go. (laughs) I think that that's accurate, though. It is. It is. Like, sometimes, like, there's something to be said by a guy that, you know, just fires a rocket off for no reason in the middle of your grand plan. Right. And you're just like, Oh my God. And other teams don't know what to make of it because they're just, you're expecting structure and the same thing over and over and over from a team. And then Jacob McDonald gets on the ice and it's just mass chaos. (laughs) And you're just like, what the shit is going on here? (laughs) Um, So there's something to be said for that as a positive, but the negative is, is his teammates are also in the boat of what's going on here. predominantly his defensive partner. And if your defensive partner is, say, uh, Bowen Byram, you know, you can do that to a rookie. This is uh, it, very much the offensive plan of if I don't know what's going on, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, so, uh, you know, if you put him next to Eric Johnson, he, you know, EJ will probably be like, what is wrong with this guy? But he'll figure it out. Yeah. You put him next to Gerard or McCarr. And it takes away from what makes them dangerous. They have to be more passive to cover for it. Yeah. Exactly. They will be more passive to to try and, and balance him him out a little bit. So you you have very with Jacob McDonald making the team, you would have very limited options in the role that you're comfortable playing him in. Yeah. And that makes it hard for him to make the team. It makes it hard for him to you for you to put him in the lineup. Now you compare that to Curtis McDermott. Who, ah, why did I just, why did I close it? I, <laughs> what I wrote about McDermott today, he only lays the body and struggles with basically all other aspects of hockey. Correct. So, it's not been pretty in the preseason. I, it, there's been nothing in the preseason that would suggest that we have been in any way incorrect about our assessment of he's really good at hitting people and not any good at anything else meaningful. 
So I'm I I tried to be as positive as I could be throughout the preseason. I sold the idea of him as a forward and said, hey, there could be some positives there. Well, they didn't try him at forward. And so if he's strictly being looked at as a defenseman, it's been bad. It's been, in my opinion, borderline disastrously bad. I, like It's been bad enough that them sending Dennis Gilbert down where it's just like, Dennis Gilbert outplayed that guy. Yep. And now that, that's not me advocating for Dennis Gilbert to make the team. So it's that's just that the bar is low. Yeah. It's just been it's just been a problem with McDermott. And then with Johnson, look, his camp, his preseason, there have been some great moments. There have been some ups, there have been some downs. You saw his last game that uh, against Vegas. Um when the the one that we could actually watch. I genuinely yeah. don't even know if he played last night because who cares? You couldn't see it. Um but the, against Vegas, he had that disastrous cross ice pass in the offensive zone that turned into a breakaway against. Yep. Uh, you know, but he has so far in preseason, he has drawn several penalties while taking a couple penalties. He has a number of points and he had an unbelievable. I still don't know where the hell it came from <laughs> backhand high up off the glass. That led to Maltsev's breakaway. Yep. That was money. And I don't know if he just got lucky or if he actually saw it and made that play. But uh, the, the, the Jack don't, Johnson don't has put just that been... Comment up. That, that comment should be ignored. Don't we even... Can, it's not even worth talking about that we comment. Can, we can answer it and just say no. Correct. No. We're not going to cast aspersions that there are problems in the locker room. I don't know why you would even. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, at this moment, the answer would be no. Uh, if it's based on anything that's happened in the past, it's certainly no. But it, look, it's harder. It's harder for us have not being in the locker room the way that we used to be all the time. It's a lot harder for me to say that with the kind of confidence that I used to have with it. Sure, but but at the moment, no. There's not, there's not even any thread to pull on that would make you think that there could be, like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, especially because it's a really tight knit leadership group, and that's usually where it starts. Yep. The core of the team is still largely the same. And yeah, there that's... weren't any problems for the past couple of years. So yeah, it's where a lot of locker room problems start is in your leadership core, and right now the Avs leadership core is probably as solid as it ever has been. I would so. agree with that. Um, but, yeah, in any case, the decisions the Avs still have to make is the, with the defensive spots. And I still think they've talked themselves into Jack Johnson. But the decision is still going to get made. And I'm, I'm curious where you're at, AJ. Who, who would at least one cut? Give me two if you feel like you want to. Um, I think it's going to be McDonald and Baron. Okay. So you end up, I just six, seven of Mc, uh, McDermott and Jack Johnson in whatever order you prefer. I just don't think they're cutting McDermott loose. I don't think they are either for the record. 
I, I think I they cut Johnson it, before they cut McDermott. I don't think it matters to them how he's played in the postseason. I think they brought him in here for a very specific reason, and they're just going to go down with that ship. With that ship. That's I, just what they're going to do. Look, that I is think, what it is. I think there is a world where McDermott starts and spends the majority of the season in the press box. I don't think there's a really a world where they send him down to the AHL. Agreed. Yeah, him making the team doesn't mean I think he's going to play. Yeah, um, much early on. Uh, I think I think this is what they wanted to see with Jack Johnson, and I think that's uh, that's what I think is going to happen is that Jack Johnson's getting the contract and he's going to be the dude. He's going to be the sixth guy. I think he's the guy on opening night, and I think he will be their main rotational guy. Dude. I can't even imagine trying to watch hockey from Europe, let alone Africa. I'm sure it's hard to. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what the infrastructure in Uganda looks like. That would make it. I mean, even good infrastructure. It's like, not only do you need the infrastructure you need to be up at, 3 and 30 in the morning or something <laughs> to watch hockey. Not that I can't talk. I was watching FP1 last night for for Formula 1, but yo, we getting up at 6 a.m. tomorrow? Yes, sir. For qualies? Mhm. It's going to be a long day for us. Yeah. <laughs> gonna... uh, we just got the email by the way, no morning skate tomorrow. Woo! So that means to... it's quali nap and then yes. <laughs> and then down to the bar. Yep, down to the bar. <laughs> so um. Yeah i uh, I don't know what's going on. I I I just with Baron. I guess I just have a hard time believing that they're seeing something so different from us that That's they're right. like, let's keep him around because defensively, it's just been so bad, man. Yeah, where it's I... just and and it's offensively, there's been so much good to like there, and with the puck, there's been so many things that you're like, yes, here you go. But it's also, like, if he was 27, it would be a different conversation. It doesn't take teams long to figure out. You roll in on Justin Barron and cut across the middle, and he never punishes you for it. Dude, he doesn't He doesn't hit you. He barely yep. stick checks you. Yep. He doesn't close the gap on you. He just kind of watches. Yep. And that's... Especially you get into regular season, teams have worked on film that's going to get abused straight up abused at the NHL level. So it it's, I, it's really hard for me to justify it. And and that's not look, Baron is 20 years old. Maybe did he just turn 21? I forget, but he, he's super young and you give him even half a season to work on that in the AHL. And we could be having a totally different conversation in the middle of the season and say it's time, but right now just doesn't seem quite ready yet. Yeah. The other side being what I talked about earlier. You give him those couple of games and it gives him some experience and he really gets an idea of here are the aspects of my game that I absolutely need to work on in the AHL this year in order to succeed at the NHL level and not to be a good AHL player, but to better prepare me for the NHL. Because a lot that there are guys out there where those are different things. In order to be a good AHL player, you do one thing, but in order to best prep you for the NHL, you do another. 
and a couple of games, a couple of games, he might get an opportunity to, you know, he, he, he might get a better idea of, okay, here's what I need. And then they say, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the idea. I think. That's, I, th- I think that's the X factor here is that they want to give him that, that look. Yep. And it's totally possible. It's the thing that I just don't buy. Well, and, and it's become a happening. potential thing because of the Taves injury, right? Yeah. If Taves is healthy. Baron yeah. is not going to make the lineup to be a scratch. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what the abs ultimately end up doing, whether it's 20. I'm assuming they're going to run at least 21, probably 22, but they usually don't like to run 23 guys. I I haven't looked like maybe on open, maybe their like initial roster has 23, yeah. but usually within a week, it's down to 20, 21, 22. Like yep. they usually tweak it immediately based on where the Eagles are. Yep. So uh, the other thing that is nice to not have to worry about is that cap wise, they are not in any kind of problem. Yeah, they have plenty of space. It's a non-issue. Um, right now they are sitting on right about 3 million in cap space. And that is without Ranta and without Johansson. But yo, it is Frankie on IR then. So yes, add Johansson and that's somewhere around two and a half million, I guess like 2.2 million or something. Um, um so Johansson 750 Ranta 925 so you know not doing math live on air but that's about <laughs> half their that's about half their cap space so they can add and because they've got seven defensemen listed on there and so there would be an eighth defenseman obviously throw Jack Johnson a 800k contract and that's, yep. that's and you're that. not you're not you still have 600k to work with or whatever yeah yep that's right in that area so they're not too, too crunched against the cap or anything. So that's all well and good. Yeah. Um. So any final thoughts here, AJ, before uh, the final game of the preseason tomorrow? I'm glad. I'm glad we're getting to it, man. Yeah. I think, I'm glad uh, we're getting to it. Also, we mentioned that cap, but that's, that's a, a reason why they will probably run at 21 or 22 is to keep that, that extra cushion. And then, yep start to accrue the extra they use that extra space to build it up for the for the trade deadline easily and then that gives you all the room in the world to trade for phil kessel yep so phil kessel or otherwise gonna be a fun one we're gonna get out of here for the day we will be live tomorrow post game uh we do have to drive to the bar from the rink so it'll probably be like a little bit after the final buzzer buzzer yeah but we will have a post game tomorrow night, so be sure to tune into that as we we get set for the regular season. We already mentioned keep your eyes posted, especially if you're a member in the Discord. Going to be some fun stuff coming up. Do that. Uh, should be a blast. Hope to see y'all soon. Until then, we'll talk to you later.